2: Pack your bags with high quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm probably more sensitive than I've ever been to it. But there like I was outside at three in the afternoon the other day waiting for an ITV interview, and some guy told me to suck his cock out at his window.
3: Hello there, folks. I'm Gavin, and welcome to the Manzilla podcast. It's been a while, but today we are back with a special to mark International Men's Day, a show on what men can do to help women feel safer on the streets. The theme of this year's Men's Day is to help improve gender relations, how men can be better towards women in all aspects. And I've been planning this episode for quite a while now, which happened to coincide with the perfect theme for this year's Men's Day. So good timing, I guess, in that respect. It's a subject I'm really passionate about as day to day I hear these conversations and feel so strongly that nobody should Live in fear or anxiety and when you can see it happening all too frequently around you it really is time to address things so thank you as ever for joining us on today's show and for your time over the next 45 or so minutes might be a bit longer can't guarantee what time it's going to be exactly but uh, thanks for your time very much appreciated indeed uh, we really do appreciate it because let's be honest there are tons of podcasts out there at the moment and I hope that this one provides some value insight and sheds some light on some of the experiences that women have to go through and possibly what us men need to do more of and need to learn more of in order to improve our current climate so women as we know and as we hear about so much are being attacked and harassed more so now than ever and harrowing details of the murders and Sarah Everard and Sabina Nessa have recently come out just to name two uh, it means that we all have to stand up and take notice and be accountable for any behaviors that we see here or maybe even tentatively exhibit that can be part of the problem. It would be really great if you can subscribe to the show or wherever you listen to the show. It would be Apple, Spotify, Google or wherever really. And also drop us a review in the comments sections too. And share it, of course, on social media. That is the magic ticket, right? Sharing is caring. And uh, maybe I should make that the new catchphrase uh, of the Manzilla podcast. But on to today's show now. I had the pleasure of speaking with four incredible guests who are doing some groundbreaking work in the space of women's safety and the thinking that we're discussing today. We'll be hearing from Jamie Klinger, the co-founder of Reclaim These Streets, which is a group set up after the murder of Sarah Everard and for remembrance of all women lost to violence. They campaign for action to ensure no woman has to be asked, text me when you get home again. My friend Flora Henry who's a journalist and writer and talks openly about what it's like to be harassed and the extent that young women go to to protect themselves. Ben Bidwell, who is known as the Naked Professor Online, and he's a men's mindset and masculinity expert. We talk all things how men need to think about this issue. And we begin with none other than Jess Phillips, Labour MP for Birmingham Yardley. Jess has done some fantastic work in raising awareness for women's safety for over a decade and is one of the strongest voices out there on the state of play, what needs to happen and how we need to start thinking about this more urgently now than ever. I hope you'll all agree it's a powerful listen. So let's kick things off with Jess and how pretty much this affects every woman, out there
1: the, the killing of Sarah Everard was the first time when actually the sort of tiring that so we had been through the me too movement and lots of women had said that this is their experience and the experience of society at that time was to say oh my gosh like all women I know pretty much have got a story to tell mm. but then when Sarah Everard was killed it became something different because because we heard the story about how she tried to walk along a busy road she was calling her boyfriend um she was doing all the things that women have tried to do the things that we have had to do to try and keep ourselves safe yeah and it became this sort of line in the sand where we said not on us anymore it doesn't matter what I do it doesn't matter what I wear and it's not even just like oh don't say it because it's like um like it's victim blaming we just went you know there's nothing more we can do I literally cannot do any more and putting trackers on my phone when I go on a night out so my friends know I've got home or um or making sure I walk on a busy street it's not going to work it's not going to stop me getting killed it will just mean that somebody finds my body quicker um and it's it was that moment where it's just like right over to you because we can't do anymore. We've done everything that we possibly can. We can't do anything anymore. And so this is now the responsibility of men to say what they're going to do about it. And that feeling came across very much more, the sort of sympathy came out in the Me Too movement. And then it was like a call for action on men's part. Following the, the the very high profile nature of the case of Sarah Everard, absolutely, um, and that is the that is just a fundamental now. I think that we need to make sure that we're educating young men and boys, uh, and young women, about healthy relationships and respect and gendered roles, and because the patriarchy, the reality is, is the patriarchy kills lots of women and it harms lots of them, but it harms an equal number of men. It is harrowing the data around how patriarchal norms about um, the way that you're meant to feel about things, the way that you're meant to be strong and tough and be a breadwinner, that is really deeply damaging. Uh, and so the, the the sort of patriarchal norms that we grow up with, which we all grow up with, and it's almost impossible, even for me with my sons, to buck against everything that they see and experience in the world, Yeah. Um, it's, you know, it's still, that's really harmful to men and boys. So we absolutely should be educating people about this stuff from the age of four um, all the way through their education. But there needs to be a constant, um, like, you know, whether it's at work, whether it's in our friendship groups. And, you know, we need to constantly be and incrementally be um, educating people because it's, it's it it basically, my, when I say to my friends if I hear a group of my friends and they're saying something that I don't like men or women, Mm -hmm. I will just say, I will, you know, you don't need to make a massive scene. Like I'm the greatest, you know, I do it with humor a lot of the time. Um, And, but do point out when things are said that are wrong. So it's easy for you to say, you know, you don't actually have to experience what I've had to experience or, you know, you're like, well, you know, and I take the mick, but it has to be a constant form of educating people
3: when it comes to like you know the practical steps and Jess about sort of you know one getting people on board for this for, you know men particularly um and you know the stuff to help it to stop it happening And um, what do you think of the practical steps around that in in terms of what men can physically and practically do
1: one of the first things that men can do is take part in the campaigns Um, and there are a number of specifically men oriented campaigns around men acting against domestic abuse for example the 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 white ribbon campaign is um, a a really good example and quite a lot of football clubs and stuff have been involved in in that sort of thing in encouraging men Um, but um but you know it's make it an issue that you care about. If I were to go to a local police tasking meeting tonight, excuse me, that's yeah. coming into my office. Um, if I were to go to a local police tax, tasking meeting tonight, the um, nobody would stand up and say, "Well, what are the domestic abuse data?" So men need to take part in saying, "Well, what is the you know what what are my local representatives doing about domestic abuse?" You know, when they vote for people, say, mm. or oh, you know, actually what. What are you proposing that will improve things for victims of domestic violence or sexual violence? They have to take part in the activism that has naturally almost exclusively been the reserve of of women campaigners. Um, And so that that is a really practical thing that they can do, but they just need to just be like aware of um, things going on and uh, and just try and notice things and uh, ask women if they're all right. Ask women in your life, what can I do that would make it easier? And they will tell you. Yeah. They will say, well, you know, actually, it'd be good if you could walk me home. It would be good if you didn't do this. It would be good. But you have to give them that space to feel that they're. women often need to be given permission to ask mm. for things.
3: Jess Phillips there, and she's so right. The permission to be able to validate those experiences seems so much more difficult than it really should be. Thank you to Jess, but now we can hear more on some of those experiences and just how daunting it can be to be out on your own from Flora.
4: You are always aware, even if you're on the phone, you know, you've had a great day, it's the it's a sunny day, and mm. like life's good. It's always in the back of your head. And I think some of the conversations I've had with boy mates about this, that's been a bit of a like revolutionary moment for them. They haven't kind of understood that. Yeah. It is a constant <laughs> yeah. always there, always thinking, and I think that was one of the things when um some of my friends would perhaps get a bit defensive about women saying that this needs to be that that men need to take accountability for the behavior of like men
3: mm. all men it's yeah.
4: not it's not saying that like it's not accusing you guys of. All yeah. being terrible people, of all harassing women of wolf whistling and being rapists. I think when the rape word comes out, guys just get so scared. Yeah. That's not what it's about. It's just listening to the voices of women. And when you ask us what you can do to like make us feel a little bit safer. If I say, oh, well, you know what? If I'm walking home at night and you're walking behind me, then you crossing the road, that actually probably would make me feel a bit better.
1: Right.
4: And like, I've had different that's been received differently by my yeah. boymates. Some of them have literally thought that that's the most ridiculous suggestion ever. Really? Yeah, which I find, you know, like you're asking me what you can do yeah. as guys, and they'll perhaps say that like, well that's, you know, it's there's a cultural change that needs to happen. Yeah, I completely agree, but that's a small thing you can do that arguably is gonna be, is part of a cultural change. Mm. That will make me feel safer walking home at night.
3: This is it that normalized behavior that that way of like doing things? Um, how much change do you think needs to happen for men to sort of maybe wake up and think we need to do, we need to be better here we need to do more?
4: I think it needs to start like boys need to be taught from a young age about the issue. It shouldn't be so centered on girls learning about you know keeping themselves safe and stuff i also don't think it needs to be like we don't want to scare kids yeah and i don't think i think it is always difficult when you're talking about sexual harassment and rape because those are just such like loaded scary terms they immediately scare people off and they just don't even want to enter into that conversation Mm. but if you're having conversations with kids at primary at primary school age and i know this is like starting to or kind of probably has been happening in some schools and it's starting to be more you know like pushing for a formalized for it to be a formalized part of the curriculum and extracurricular stuff mm-hmm. then i think that will make a big difference
3: yeah
4: but again that's like say we start that now that's got years yeah. to go to probably
3: yeah
4: change the mindset of like Te- late teenage and adult men
3: mm-hmm. well, From your experiences and Flora what, have you ever uh, like sort of like you know I remember you, I've seen you've written about you know, when you were followed home a few times yeah. um, and you've sort of um, el- elaborated about how you like got your friend to open it and leave the door open for you Yeah um, and yeah, you have like three sort of stages, is it? Three stages of safety yeah. that you initiate with your friends. And what sort of experience have you had from, if you're okay to share this, that is, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, about like sort of feeling unsafe?
4: I mean, I'm f- like, unfortunately I feel very comfortable talking about it because mm. it is just such a normal yeah. part of life. You know, it doesn't happen all the time, but like once a week when I'm coming home, there'll probably be a moment when I feel unsafe or someone said something or made me feel a bit uncomfortable. But you know, if I let every single moment yeah. something bad happened to kind of dictate how I felt about being out and about on my own, then I'd be a bit, I'd be pretty miserable. Yeah, I think um, mine probably, like the girl code side of things and guys, but I lived mainly with girls at uni, started when I was at university. Um, So I got a job um, in town as a waitress that was great. And then I'd often come home really late, like one, two, three, on a Friday or Saturday night. Mm -hmm. And um, I'd always get the bus back. I'd have my music in, be like doing whatever. And then I lived in um, a kind of residential off the main road in Fallowfield, like about three roads into like the residential area. And it just became a habit like a subconscious habit that i'd walk kind of to the first road where it's getting quieter and i'd have my music in and then i'd walk down the next road and i'd like take one earphone out and me and my friends we'd all have each other on fire my friends on our phones yeah. and if it was a late one i'd say oh like i'm on my way home now so they you know they'd know roughly to expect me in like 40 minutes or an hour or whatever yeah um, and then yeah, on a few occasions, there've been times when you can feel you're being followed. You, always, you never want to expect the worst. So you try and kind of stay cool and just, mm. you know, p- like ease yourself and try and not panic and then yeah on a few occasions there have been times when I've had to like text my friends because I've been getting faster and the person behind me is getting faster oh wow Jeez. and we literally like you'll end up running
3: yeah.
4: into inside and like slamming the door and that's that and you know you can report it to the police you can try and get a photo whatever mm. unfortunately nothing really comes of that nah. um, but because this is so normalised after like you'd get over that initial shock of being chased into your own home by someone you or I and I know a lot of girls do do this you almost kind of laugh it off yeah which is like very problematic response to have um to that but I think that's just part of the whole like not wanting to be constantly terrified or constantly thinking the worst in those situations
3: Thank you to Flora for that and for sharing your experiences with me. It does sound like a lot of education is still needed for guys who are just simply not aware of what the realities are like for women who have to deal with this very regularly. So Ben Bidwell uh, gave me some of his time to explain how men can adjust their mindset in a practical and real way. Not a drastic way necessarily. There are small adjustments we can make to become more conscious and if we're willing to do that extra work. As Ben tells me, it's really not a huge jump but it might involve some reality check or two uh, for your masculinity or ego
0: we need to change and i think we are in the process of changing and and that that we have an unhealthy well what a lack of understanding of quite what women experience at at the hands of men um we're kind of blissfully naive aren't we we just grow up thinking world's easy but it's it's that that's our story um but yeah I, i i generally think um we can all do better We can Mm. all do better. Um, but that's also not to blame us because we're not taught to do better either. Yeah. Um, which I think is really important.
3: This is it. That that blame factor. I wanted to um to sort of touch on that a bit as well, because the idea of blame is um it's quite a um, a strong emotion, isn't it, that comes from from a lot of women when it when when you know sad cases do happen, like Sabina Ness just now and Sarah Everard, of course, not too long ago. Um, yeah a lot of guys sort of feel like maybe they're under threat a bit and, and, and a bit sort of like you know oh well it's not it's not my fault it's not it's not all men and that that hashtag spread around didn't it so the whole not all men thing and you know guys being blamed do you think that there's um something around that that maybe men can look at and maybe sort of examine like ego perhaps or, or um any other sort of pride factor maybe
0: yeah definitely uh you're totally right and, and but even saying the word ego I think primes the ego of, of a lot of men and I'm not egotistical because we don't really understand yes. quite the, the, the complexities of it and it's um, we've all got ego work to do all of us it's a constant menace and, and the, the better we can understand it um, the more we can work with it and stop it being a menace but when these situations arise I really believe that we've just got to sit and listen and, and, and just hear and that the ego does want to prime itself and defend itself and make other people wrong, so we can protect kind of our identity that we're not making mistakes that you can't bracket me with everyone else. I'm different. I've never made this. And then we, oh, this is all very defensive behaviour, isn't it? And um, that that is natural. That's what the ego is trying to do: keep us safe. Yeah. And we just have to stop for a moment and just not make it about us. Not not take this as a personal attack, but listen into the, the the bigger picture, the story that's going beyond us. And um, just sink into that and, and and hear it and listen to it. And from there, um, then we can start to make the changes. And it's hard. You know, the ego is loud. You know, the, the message is like, hey, I got it. You know, I've done a lot of work. And I remember when the around Sarah Everard, I remember hearing a whole lot of, you know, seeing a whole lot of messages and I'm like, whoa, that's not going to help anyone. Like, Hey, and I'm getting kind of defensive. This is not the way to go about it mm. and having to really stop and just, just, this is not about me and how to fix this and make this, let's just hear this for a moment. Mm. Um, but it was loud and I've done a reasonable amount of work on myself, you know? So I, I do get it. And, and you're right. But Bl- Blaming at its, at its sources is, is, is there needs to be some blame if you like because we need to be accountable but at the same time when we're blamed that the ego is is uh is coming into play in many areas of, of of um inequality we're told to be accurate with our language and that you know we can say something that we don't mean in a certain way but people say well look it could be taken a different way so you need to change how you say it and if we apply that to this not all men and it's it's not it's not it's not accurate in, in, in coming up with that and it is going to trigger the ego so I don't think it's necessarily but we seem to have different different views around different areas in this and it's uh, again not to make anyone wrong but it's kind of that's become momentum and that's where we find ourselves but yeah I, I, I don't think it's necessarily helpful because we want I, I had it a lot where I'm, I'm, I'm on the same team but people are saying well hey this and da 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 and it's like, we're creating more division than we are unity. And ideally, we're more powerful here. If we, if we can see that we're coming from the same sides and unite rather than blame, make each other wrong and create division, how can we come as one?
3: Yeah, that's such a good point. That's such a good point. And um, I've heard you talk about um, the idea of pain uh, in men in, in, the, uh, in the past, about how men deal with that pain, that trauma, and um, you know, how they sort of manifest that and reflect that to their outside world. And in, in your work as a coach, you know you've, you've done a lot of work on that, I don't know. And I've, done, you know, I've seen you do some great work on it too. And how much do you think that that sort of pain relates to how um, you know they treat women, um, men, in a sense, like a, as a sort of general kind of, I guess, term, if you like?
0: I think it's at the core, Gavin, unfortunately. And it's you know, it's if we're going to really simplify, simple, simplify everything hurt people, hurt people, you know, they're expressing their own pain, there's pain within and they're taking it out. You know, it's, I know it's a cliche, but I think it's really important. That I say this, that, you know, love is, love is the answer. And love is our, is our, is, is the energy that we want to try and connect with. It's, it's the unifying energy. Um, and uh, when we're in pain, when we're hurting, when there is no, we can't connect with the love inside of us. That's when we're, we're going out and hurting other people. Um and uh, this is also again we're going back to the same things. Is not to blame men for being in pain because mm-hmm. I really do firmly believe that men are pointed in a direction and say, "Hey, this is the life. This is how you should be. Go and live this way, and you'll 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 get what you need." Yeah. Um, and we go on that path, and it, and it never truly completes us. And and in that lack of completion, we go chasing things that aren't healthy. There's drugs. There's addictions. There's da yeah. da and, and we lose ourselves, and then we start to hate the person we see in the mirror. And in that place, we're going to cause pain and damage. Um, it's 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 oh it's and that's also not to excuse those people yeah. you know I always come back to this quote that says your wound is not your fault but your healing is your responsibility and that's where I really get to and I think that's where we ideally if we want to see change with men is to be able to sink into that space and say look we're not blaming you we're not making you mm-hmm. wrong we want to work with you so that you don't repeat this so you can get better because we want better and you want better mm-hmm. um, ultimately and that's that's the place of progress for me
3: how much do you think lies in men seeing themselves as allies now, rather than just sort of like, oh yeah, we know it's happening, we know we'll do what we can to support you, being more in tune with exactly what is happening and how it can be stopped?
0: Yeah, I, I think that's that's really big too. I mean, we, we are, you know, the, the ego wants to conform, and mm-hmm. um, so when when we're not speaking up, it's easier not to speak up. We'll fit in like, oh, no one else is saying the thing, I just let it pass by too. I don't want to be the the guy who's making it awkward for everyone else. So if we can start shifting that momentum, we can start making it that, hey, actually it's wrong not to show up in a message when someone is saying this on the WhatsApp group or when when a guy is behaving this way in the street. It's like, it's wrong not to. I need to be the one who's part of that movement to show that I'm not willing to stand for it. I'm not one of those people. To create that kind of rhetoric, that kind of message, then that would be a really uh, important shift and will create a lot of momentum from that space, I'd say. Mm
3: and that and that kind of lad culture that bro culture if you like that that stems from whatsapp groups a lot of it you, you look at it and you think you know especially if you know the people very well a bit harmless you know perhaps maybe maybe doesn't you, you maybe not think anything else of it but i guess that's that can be where a lot of these clips and a lot of this this language and and where it is misogynistic a lot of it and where it can sort of transpire so i guess in terms of like lad culture itself um does lad culture need to to sort of change effectively or if it if it hasn't changed enough already
0: yeah i'd say so and that's where i think we, we you know we need to if someone says something wrong it's important that we say hey look and, and this is another important point i think we, we, we don't have to be aggressive to, mm. to in that stance we don't have to blame and make someone hey what are you what the f are you doing you're you're a yeah. disgrace this is awful and now we're shaming them and then yeah. they're going to go defensive it's like hey, dude, I know, I know it's coming from a good place, um, but I, I don't think that's right these days. And, and I, I think we, we want to try and change that story if we can mm. um, and come from that place where it's, you know, we're, we're human to human. It's not making people wrong. We're not blaming because that ego will get defensive and uh, go even more. We know that there's so much research about shame. Shame doesn't work when we're shaming people. Yeah. Um, so can we, can we, with kindness, with compassion, with sincerity, can we, can we lean on each other? With, with good intention this conversation i'm having for me it's not trying to take away the masculinity it's not trying to take away the practical the practical elements of who we are the rational side and um the strength the leadership the, the, the power the presence all of that is very is is, is you know strongly ent- entwined as, as as us as men or the masculine energy if you like mm. it's not trying to take that away but it is to say look there cannot there cannot be another side to us too that softens that feels in that allows our emotions that that can flow more and fit into what it, what is what is right within us. Um, it doesn't have to be all created in the head. It can be felt in the body too. Mm. Um, so that's a, an additional part to us not to take away what we are. And so from that place, you know, feeling into what, what is true, what is really right, you know, although everyone else is doing it, what's right for us. What, what does our, our human spirit say inside of us? Um, so I know really simple things like being aware, and, and this is a good part of the movement around the the, the tragic loss of of Sarah and, and the the losses that we're still seeing now, mm. but you know, is acknowledging that this is this is this is alive. That women don't feel safe. So, so you know, can, what can we do to support? Can can we be wary? I know simple things like crossing the road if it's dark. So we're not, you know, we're not creeping up. Even though we we know we've got no intention, they don't know we've got no intention. So making sure we do create space in a in a in a in a way that is um, uh, responding to the understanding that this is an issue. Um, stand, standing up in WhatsApp groups just to let people know it's not it's not okay. Um, creating that culture in our friendship that it's not okay to to do these things. It's not okay to to, to scare women. It's not funny. It's not it's not strong. Actually, we are here as as as, as protectors to support to, to make them feel safe. That is a beautiful gift that we can give to help them feel safe. So it's really just all of those. All of those things, how can we do that in our everyday life? Listen is another pow- powerful thing. Just simply listening, we're so quick to try and fix. Mm. You know, when a woman talks to us, okay, well, let's just change this. If it's not a good emotion, we'll change you. How can we fix it? Actually, can we just stop and allow them and l- let them let them share without judgment, without making them right or wrong, without fixing it, but just let them share what's, what's, what's inside of them so at least they feel seen.
3: Cheers to Ben for that. Had such a great chat with Ben. So much talk on how blame and shame affects behaviour in men. But now to our final part of the show and it's with the co-founder of Reclaim These Streets, Jamie Klinger, whose excellent work on raising awareness has put the issue front and centre. But what more can be done? Well, Jamie explains and starts by sharing some of her accounts of lewd behaviour that she's experienced.
2: I'm probably more sensitive than I've ever been to it. Yeah. But there... Like I was outside at three in the afternoon the other day waiting for an ITV interview and some guy told me to suck his cock out of his window. And one of the things like I was talking about with some of the girls from Reclaim this morning. Yeah. Because everything we're trying to do is really about tiny little changes that influence and deter behavior. Yeah. So like one of the things I came up with during an interview was what if on the driver's test, like the driver's theory test. Yeah, yeah. It said that yelling at women outside yelling at women out of your car is illegal that's or, you, interesting. or you could get a ticket or you yeah. could lose your license whatever they whatever they make the penalty yeah. But if that's part of your theory test that kids are learning yeah and it's on the test and they have to study it yeah. that little question yeah just embeds that it's not okay yeah and like there's a question on the theory test about if an old person is taking too long to cross the street so if you can put something in there about Not yelling sexual things Out the car window Mm -hmm. Like that's a tiny thing But it's winnable And it's doable It's not expensive Sure And it's national Yeah So like things like that 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 can embed in culture That it's not okay Yeah That this is not acceptable This is not how we treat people Yeah And like I've joked a couple of times That like um, Social distancing If social distancing Just lasted forever In terms of when I'm running Yeah, Yeah yeah Like great bring it on you know like yeah. the amount of time and i'm 43 i really thought i'd age out of this by now sure like the amount of men that jump out at me on the canal path or tap me to talk to, and it's like i'm i'm running the, and i have yeah. headphones in no part of me none of this is ever going to be like oh yeah, yeah. let's have a date.
3: yeah let's hook up exactly like, right now let's it's, go it's never going to work out like that exactly
2: yeah and, and this is the thing is like at what point do I become so objectified and so much less of a human that I deserve the ability to run?
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: And that's the thing. Like, and and I hate when people are like, "Oh, I've got a sister, a mother, a daughter, or this, that, and the other thing." Yeah, I shouldn't have to be associated with someone related to you for you to see me as a human. Sure. But if that's what it takes, yeah, to just have some respect. Yeah. And like we're doing, um, we're doing consent and respect workshops with Shout Out UK for 10, 11, and 12-year-old boys. Yeah,
3: yeah. Because
2: again, it's like... That's really
3: important. That's really great, yeah.
2: We get approached all the time about self-defense classes and we get approached all the time about rape alarms. And like, this is not about me protecting myself more. Yeah. It's about me not having to protect myself. Yeah. And like I got I got an email last week about that I'd have blood on my hands from telling women not to be conscious of their surroundings. And I'm like, "Come on." Yeah. By no means am I telling people not to be street smart. What I say is that I resent the fact that I do that decision tree every day. Sure. That every night when I have to walk my dog because I don't have a garden.
3: Yeah.
2: That I do like I get that catch in my breath and I get the oh my god I really hope nothing happens I hope nobody yells I, I hope nothing gets mm. said I've got my dog with me like the fear of all of it and yeah. and the pervasive level of fear is anxiety that none of us need yeah like we've had an anxious enough two years like
3: exactly yeah
2: and everyone wants to talk about mental health but the scars from and and the first time someone exposed themselves to me I was 12
3: Yeah. Gosh, and like
2: you're a little kid yeah absolutely and it's but it's it happens all the time. Like, no women I know. Like, they talk about the 97% of women have been um, sexually harassed on the street. Yeah. But it's not one time. No. We've been harassed thousands of times. And so, like, friends of mine were like, oh, you don't really talk about it. And I'm like, literally, it's <laughs> when you go to the bar, when you come back from the bar. It's this like, and, it, and like, if you're in a crowded bar and it's a rugby thing and somebody makes a pass at you, that's totally different than someone invading your space, blocking your exit, Like, and and you know, you know when you're being a creep, you know when your friends are being a creep, you know who is in your circles that have, that has exhibited rapey behavior. Yeah. You absolutely know the men in your world that you wouldn't trust with your sister. I think, I think there's a lot more talk that needs to happen among men. I think there's a mental health crisis for men. Mm -hmm. I know the suicide rates and things like that, but I think, I think masculinity and the definitions of it, but like the men that I'm around desperately want us to be safe also don't want to seem overbearing and don't want to seem like they're treating us like we're invalids which I would resent as well yeah but but there's definitely ways like I will very much navigate and um not navigate that's not the word but I will gravitate towards a couple sure if I'm if I'm feeling uncomfortable I'll ask a couple to sit with them if they're you know like or I'll walk up to a couple and just say like I need some help yeah um it's it's about if you just being conscious of your surroundings, if you're walking behind a woman across the street. Yeah. Like it's little things like that. It's also if you're out with a group, a mixed group of people, put women in the cabs first. And like Yeah. There's no there like be conscious of the fact if somebody is getting unwanted attention from somebody, step in. I don't want to think the worst of people all the time. Of course. And yeah. and that's the thing is like doing this work. It, like, I've had quite a bit of counseling because it's really hard to go I outside.
3: Imagine. I can imagine, yeah. It must be difficult for, for everything you've had to talk about, been through, experiences, and it's just... But, your- like,
2: men sliding into my DMs because you see me on the BBC about violence against women. This is never going to work out for you. No. Don't hit on women on LinkedIn. Like, again, yeah. Yeah. appropriateness. Like, I'm not, I'm not a prude. I'm not all about 1950s, but, like, just think about what you're doing and think about is this the best way to put yourself forward in a good light and how is she gonna accept this how is she gonna take this yeah I think it's just take that extra second thought Mm -hmm. and if somebody's an asshole if somebody's a creep you have a better position to call it out than I ever will
3: So there we have it, folks. Thank you to all my contributors for this episode, the Manzilla Women's Safety Special in light of International Men's Day 2021, improving relations and care between the genders. I hope this has been informative and interesting in some way. It's been a pleasure to have your company uh, as ever. I would love it if you could share your thoughts, your comments and your feelings. Feel free to drop a comment in the podcast sections uh, where it's appropriate to do that. And also on social media too, if you can share it and if you can comment on social media, it all helps really, really greatly. So thank you so much again. New Show. Shows are dropping very soon indeed for Manzilla. We have a huge backlog of amazing content lined up. Uh, I'm really excited to put all that out. So stay peeled for that. But for now, this has been the Manzilla Podcast. I've been Gavin. Thanks so much indeed for everything. Have a great day.